This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Tuesday to you. Hope you guys are having an amazing week. Welcome to the Melanated Way. I'm Linda Entwee. We are covering Sinking Sister Wife, season four, episode nine. You want the juicy details? She does. Anyways, you guys, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, support the show. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And uh, on the bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show through super chat, super stickers. Uh, PayPal and Venmo. Appreciate your support. So let's jump in. The Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. Sidian, Tasha, and Ariel. So Sidian is in love, y'all. He's in love with Ariel 100%. Like he's so in love that he's already considering, after what, a week or two together, uh, proposing and making Ariel a sister wife, which is a whole crazy thing to me because. Then he will technically be married to Ariel and not Tasha, which, you know, is an issue with her mom and the whole thing. But we'll get into that. But, like, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine. Like, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out this whole lifestyle. And each thruple doesn't make sense to me, but I'm trying to figure it out. So uh, he has built a campfire on the beach side. And he really wants her to be the new sister wife and Tasha calls and what's crazy you guys is that remember we talked about this a few episodes ago where Tasha was like packing his bags pushing him out the door like she was ready for him to be gone and all and she was so good with this and I was saying how out of all the sister wives she seemed like the most comfortable with actually bringing someone on however this episode you know she had a little alone time got a little lonely and maybe was double thinking, triple thinking, 
this whole situation because she calls and she's like, you know, I'm glad you guys got some alone time together, but it's really been the longest that we've ever been apart. And I feel lonely. Um, and, you know, that's making Arielle feel bad because she's like, oh, I feel like I stole Sidian away from her. And so I'm feeling bad because she's feeling bad. And Sidian's feeling bad because Tasha's feeling bad, but not really because he's really vibing with this girl, Arielle. Um, so he's like, you know, yeah, we're having a fantastic time. It's exceeded our expectations. So you can imagine someone's calling you like, oh, I miss you. and I feel lonely. And meanwhile, you're like, ah, well, you know, sorry, you feel bad, but I'm having a fantastic time over here. It's amazing. It's beautiful. Do you see the ocean behind me? Like, I don't know if that was fair. <laughs> I don't know if that was very considerate, but he was in his feelings and his feelings were all about Ariel in the moment. So uh, Tasha asked if they've been intimate yet, which I think is kind of a weird question to ask when the two of them are sitting there. But then again, I don't know how this whole polygamous lifestyle works. Um, and Sidian's like, well, yeah, we were intimate. He didn't say, yeah, we were intimate on the first night. We were intimate on the first night. He didn't say all that. He's like, yeah, we we're intimate. Do you want the juicy details? And she's like, yeah, if you guys don't mind sharing. I was like, uh, 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 what? You want them to, they're on the beach right now having a romantic moment and you want to break down all the other romantic moments that they had? Okay. Um, And she's like, you know, I just didn't know if you guys were that comfortable yet. Were you guys at that level? Like, I know that we never had that conversation so I'm just trying to figure out like where you guys, yeah, Tasha, they're comfortable. They were comfortable from day one. Comfortable from day one, like they're a couple, 100%. So if you're curious and you have any doubt, don't have doubt because they're, they're at that level. And so I think Ariel could feel like Tasha was having some type of feeling so she's like, you know, don't worry. We'll always ask you for your consent. We'll always consider your feelings. Um, and so, you know, I know you feel lonely and stuff, but we'll never make a decision without you. And she's like, yeah, you know, and we, we'll do the same. And so Sidian feels bad, you guys. He keeps saying he feels bad, but he didn't, he didn't look. Like his words said he felt bad, but his actions didn't seem like he felt bad. He seemed like he was, he was chill. He was chill with that. And he was especially having a good time, a good enough time to be thinking about proposing. So that being said, um, on state side, Tasha's mom is in town for a few days visiting and Teresa and her are going to have coffee. And, you know, Teresa has never been about this life. She thinks that polygamy is, is a cult. Um, she doesn't know really what's going on with her daughter's life. You know, she's trying to figure it out. She's trying to like be supportive of her daughter, but you can tell that she's like not really feeling this lifestyle at all. So she's like, yeah, we're Sidian. And Tasha's like, oh, you know, he's in the Philippines. And she starts giggling a bit because she hasn't told her mom that she they are dating Ariel. And she explains, you know, I've known her. She's been my friend for like four or five years. I met her when I was on that work trip. And the mom's like, oh, so you met a wife on your work trip? And Tasha's like, well, I didn't know she was going to be a wife then. Oh, so you converted her. Is is that what you're saying? 
And Tasha's like, no, you know, I just continue to talk about like my lifestyle. Um, and I think it became appealing to her over time. And her mom, Teresa's like, oh, so you brought her into the cult. That's how they groom them. I died of laughter. Her mom was like not missing her word. So you're a groomer now, are you? And you groom your friend to come into this cult. And Tasha's like, mom, it's not a cult. It's only two of us cult of two. And the mom's like, no, cult of three. She's like, so how does this whole thing work? Mom's not really interested in the lifestyle, but she is curious about it because I think like a lot of us, we're trying to wrap our minds around what exactly is the benefit of the situation? Like who benefits and what's the prize and, and you know, what's the upswing of this whole thing? And I think that that's what her mom, Teresa is trying to figure out like the rest of us. So the mom explains how they kind of grew up in a, in a group lifestyle. The mom and Tasha lived with her brother and her brother's family all, all under one roof. So she feels like maybe that lifestyle made Tasha amenable to this lifestyle, right? So she has questions and, you know, I guess that's not really far-fetched. What do you guys think? Let me know. So Sidian wants to marry Ariel and the mom's like, well, how will that work? Would you all get married together? And Tasha's like, well, no, Sidian would marry her. Um, and then Tasha and Sidian wouldn't be legally married. And the mom has concern there. She's like, well, he can easily spend all his time and energy in the new relationship. And won't that put the old one on the back burner? And like, where does that leave you? So technically they're married, living stateside and you're like the third person. So if anything happens, you're like SOL. And you've been there like the longest before the other woman left you guys. So like, how does that all work out for you? And why are you okay with that? You know, I don't know. We'll see how this pans out, but there are definitely a lot of questions. Hi, Raydella. Hey, girl. Hey, it's a lot of questions that just remain unanswered. But by the looks of it, I wouldn't be surprised if he proposes to Ariel and Ariel says yes. All right, let's talk about the Maryfields. I'm just going to tell you from the, the jump, and I've been saying this from the get-go, Garrick is in love with Roberta, period. Garrick's in love with Roberta. Garrick wants to be with Roberta. I personally think that Garrick would leave his whole entire family for Roberta. I don't think he gives a rat's ass. Like, I think he cares about Danielle, but not enough to be like, you're the main person and whatever we want to do. It's all about him and what he wants to do. And he wants to be with Roberta by any means necessary. He wants to be with Roberta. So... Um, Danielle is having coffee with her brother, Sam. Uh, we find out apparently that Danielle and Garrett are going to Brazil on Saturday to come get their woman because she is dragging her feet. Um, and so the best case scenario, she says that, you know, Roberta comes home with them or at least books a t ticket. The worst case scenario is that, you know, she doesn't want to come. And I'm feeling if she's like not here yet and she hasn't made any strives or efforts and, and the word on the street y'all is that she broke up with them. So I feel like that's what we're seeing play out because she doesn't feel like, I feel like it looks like she has no 
sense of urgency. She's kind of like, ah, call me when you call me. I'll talk to you when I talk to you. You know, so for them to book tickets to go down there quicker than the fact that she already has a visa so she could fly up is saying a lot, right? Um, <clears throat> Danielle's worried that Roberta hasn't really been open to committing and yet she's nervous or having doubts. And again, I don't really buy that about Danielle considering last season how she was so jealous of Roberta. I think that she's committed in the sense that she's like, I know that this is what Garrett wants, so I'm going to go along with it. But if it falls apart, then, you know, oh, well. But she knows that Garrett will fall apart, too. And that's what she's worried about. And I would be worried, too, because his actions this episode were super suspect to me. Super suspect. That man wants to be with Roberta by any means necessary. Um, and so Danielle talks about how, you know, Roberta doesn't want to leave her mom. And that's why she's like dragging her feet. And if it was her, she would, as soon as she got her visa, she would jump on the plane and be there. And I was like, well, let's think about your scenario and your situation. It's super not true because you guys just built a brand new house and you built a whole apartment for your mom and your dad to live on. So while you're talking shit about Roberta not wanting to leave your mom, her mom, you have both your parents living on the property so that you can just 30 seconds away, they can be right there. We saw the dad in this episode, yet you're trying to talk shit about Roberta leaving her whole country and her mother. Like, make that make sense. And then she's also worried about the time and effort that they've put into this relationship. So they've sent money. Um, they've sent money they've been committed is she as committed as they are um and she feels like roberta's been given excuses throughout the relationship and you know right now it's coming to a head and i was like well you kind of acting like you were totally on board and i don't really believe you're totally on board with this i think you're doing it because you don't really have a choice because your husband is in love with this woman hey geek girl Geek Girl said, yes, the fact that he would ditch his original family to live with little wife half of the year. Listen, he, not even half of the year. I think it would start off half of the year. I think he would just be there. That's when he started crying when they called. I was like, oh, this fool is completely wrapped up in this. And if you guys didn't see our interview with Jared that we did last month, Jared nailed it and said, hey, listen, this guy sees Roberta as his exotic being. He's been with his wife, Danielle, for years, and he's like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But he would make wild decisions and has made wild decisions and has lied to his long-term wife over this woman. If you guys don't remember last season, they were having sex before they were even telling Danielle and lying about it. So... <clears throat> Danielle doesn't really understand, you know, why she's having a hard time at coming over and making this decision. And I was like, really, you don't understand? Like, put yourself in her situation. Because what do you have to lose? Nothing. You're not changing your lifestyle. You're not leaving your friends and your family. You're not coming to a country where the language is not your first language. All the things. So if she's having some second thoughts, I would think that you would put yourself in her shoes. Because you guys have nothing to lose. You're not moving anywhere that you don't already know. 
Danielle says, well, you know, if she doesn't want to come, it's going to be over. And I, my note says, LOL, because Danielle, you'll be fine. Honestly, you'll be fine. Because I feel like a part of you doesn't even really want this lifestyle, but you're going with it because Garrett insists on it and is in love with Roberta. And I know she knows it. I know that every time she, they talk to Roberta, I know Danielle is like looking at her husband like, oh, you really are in love with this girl. Like a lot, a lot. Oh, hey, Marsha. Thanks for the support. Facts. Divorce Danielle and now this isn't working with Bert. Facts, facts. So, um, Danielle says, yeah, if, if she doesn't come over to America, it's going to be over. I find it hard to believe. Like, she can say it's over, but is Garrett going to allow it to be over? No, he's not, because he said as much and as such in this episode. So, <clears throat> Garrett wants to have a baby with Roberta. He wants to not only have one, he's thinking like two or three babies with her, and he wants to start having babies with her immediately, if not sooner. And Danielle's not really comfortable with that because she's like, well, why don't we wait till we're all a family and she's here. We're all under one roof before you have a baby. And her brother, Sam, agrees with her. He's like, if that happens, Garrick will want to move down to Brazil. Like his brother is even like, we all see it. We see that Garrick is putting Roberta first and everyone's worried about it. It's like a red flag. And we all see it, but Danielle's not saying anything about it. And I feel bad for her because I feel like she knows better, but I feel like she thinks that she doesn't have a choice. You know? And that's so terrible. I think it's so terrible. Why does... You know what? It's like what Teresa, Tasha's mom, said. When Tasha's mom said, you know, she feels polygamy is like a cult is because the man is um, controlling this woman and this woman and this woman. She's not... She's not far off. She's not far off, y'all. Because here we are with Sidian, not Sidian, excuse me, Garrett, who is insisting he's having a baby immediately. And that just really means he wants to have sex with Roberta, right? Because he's in love with her, right? So Danielle wants to have a conversation with Garrett about that and make sure that they're on the same page. <clears throat> um, but she's nervous because Garrett really misses Roberta. And she wants to say, hey, listen, it's not a really good idea to have a baby until she's here. And he says, well, what's three or four weeks? What's the difference going to be? Oh, so you think she's going to be there in three weeks, do you? Really? And if she's not, he's like, it doesn't matter because we're still family. She's still a part of me. And I would still want to have babies with her. And Danielle's like, What? super surprised she starts tearing up because this is the first she's hearing of it and then she's like well how would it work and he's like well i would have to spend half my time there with that family and half the time here with you guys and she's like well that's not what we did this lifestyle for like what why are we living this lifestyle if you're just gonna go and have a second family and live with the second family like what about us and he's like She's a part of me. That's a conversation I'll have to have. And he didn't say with Danielle. He said, that's a conversation I'll have to have with Roberta. I was like, oh. hey, Stephanie. Stephanie says, 
I agree. He's done with Danielle. I can't believe she divorced him too. I can't believe it either. Ridiculous. All of it's ridiculous, Stephanie. So <clears throat> he wants to have babies no matter what. Um, and he tells us to camera that he feels that Danielle's just being emotional right now. And I was like, if he is not gaslighting her right now, I don't know what is. Like, she's not being emotional. She's just saying, listen, don't have a baby until we're all under one roof because you have decided that you want to be in a polygamous relationship. And I've gone along with it. Like Stephanie said, I, we got divorced so that you would be able to sponsor Roberta. I've been very amenable to the situation and now you're switching it up and you're switching it up to the point where you're like, yeah, I'll go and live with her and have more babies half the year and I'll see you when I see you. What kind of cockamamie nonsense is that? So then they call Roberta and like, I couldn't even, you guys, I didn't even take proper notes on it because it was irritating. So she, Roberta's trying to talk in Portuguese. He's trying to get his translator out. And the translator app, he's messing up. He's like, she says something. He's like, oh, wait, wait, wait. She says it again. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Again, wait, wait, wait. And I was like, how long have you been using this translator app? And how about go and take some Portuguese classes? Because I don't see you making any type of effort to learn the language, Garrett, even though you're so in love with Roberta. He's outrageous as far as I'm concerned. And guaranteed mark my words he would absolutely leave danielle and his family to go live with roberta if he if he has to stevie hey stevie stevie said that was so low of him but she let it happen getting divorced facts you guys aren't wrong you aren't wrong but i just i see him being more and more selfish the longer he's away from roberta and he just really wants to be with roberta and that's it that's all i'm seeing here no regard to his two sons, his wife that has allowed him to do all this nonsense. And again, she doesn't really want it. If Roberta never came, it would be no sweat off her back. But she would be upset because she knows that Garrick would be upset and Garrick would make some drastic changes in his life because he wants to be with her. That's it. On to the Eps, if I must. I know this is going to sound super petty of me, but I'm just going to say it. Uh, seeing Marcus and Janae walk into the restaurant, it really solidified how short he is. <laughs> and so I don't understand why he thinks he's the prize because he really does think he's the prize. And he says it. He says it. He's like, you know, these people can't leave me. You can't leave me. You never want to leave me. Oh, Lord. You're like, Five foot two with a big head. No, it's never attractive. Anyways, so he's like, right, geek girl? He is so little. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, whatever. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to have a big head and act like you're God's gift to the world, then at least be tall. <laughs> So he's lying in bed and again I don't know what the rules are for polygamy because you know the Davises all sleep in one bed but it looks like Marcus and Taryn sleep in one bed together and then India sleeps in another room I don't know if they rotate throughout the week I don't know but in this episode Marcus and Taryn were in bed together and then India came into the room he 
debriefed the date saying how the date didn't go the way that he wanted it to. And it was all a mess. And he had to tell her earlier than he wanted to that he had a wife and a second girlfriend or whatever you want to say. He's married to two women, which technically he can't be, but whatever. And he's trying to bring Janae into this lifestyle. And so he explains that it didn't go well. And Taryn was like, well, you know, you need to win her over. If you think that you guys are uh, a match and you guys have, are vibing, then you need to win her over. And I was like, mm. so you guys are literally going to be like salespeople and try to change someone's whole entire lifestyle. How does that work? Like, how does that work? Like, I don't know how someone can get be convinced. You either, like, this is the life you want or this is the life you don't want. But India's like, you know, I can see Janae's point of view. If I met a dude and he, I met him as a single man and then all of a sudden he wants to me, pull me into a life where he has multiple wives, I probably wouldn't be open to it either. Duh. Duh. Just duh. If I'm dating you and then all of a sudden into dating you, you're like, oh, by the way, I have a wife and I have a girlfriend. What? How does that make any sense? Just be open from the beginning and let that person make an informed decision. Don't do the bait and switch. No one likes that. Um, so Taryn says that he should still chase her. Um and he's like, yeah, I'm going to. And he's like, you know, just how India couldn't walk away, she won't be able to walk away either. And then I was like, um, again, why? And you guys, honestly, this is a question I'm really asking you guys. I really am asking you guys, why are the men in this season the prize? Can you name one man, Marcus or uh, Nick or Garrett or Sidian? who really stands out to you that you're like, oh yeah, they really are worth all of these women wanting to be with them. Can one of you explain it to me? Because I just am not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And I'm going to give Sidian a pass because I do think Sidian and Tasha really do live the life. But the rest of these fools, I just, I don't think the women really want to. And so I'm trying to figure out what, what's enticing about the other men. Honestly, what's enticing? Nick doesn't even have a job. Nick doesn't have a job, y'all. He doesn't have a job. He has no life direction. All he brings to the table is friggin' penis. Like, how? What? <sighs> and Marcus, you know, Marcus is not honest. And even Janae says, it's always a hidden agenda with Marcus. He's not honest. We already heard about his backstory and like scamming that he's doing and has done in the past. We already know that he has like 10 kids with like eight different baby mamas. So again, like what, what is enticing here? And I've already said, and, I, and I'm sticking to it. He is wrapping his cheating ways under the umbrella of being in a polygamous relationship. He has been dating the most people that we've seen yet. And I use the term dating very loosely. 
It's because he wants to go out there and run amok and then come home and be like, whoa, but, but it's because I live a polygamous lifestyle. Okay. Apparently, so Janae was like, absolutely not, absolutely not, which is something that I just, I don't even understand why we're seeing her again, but we are. Allegedly, she was in town for business. And I was like, well, isn't she a bartender? Are there traveling bartenders? Maybe she's a bartender trainer. I mean, I just didn't believe it. I just believe that she was still there and they acted like she left and came back, which I thought was a stupid edit. I don't, I don't really believe that she went anywhere. I just think it's like the next day, but allegedly she left and it's been a couple of weeks later and she's back in town for business. So she agreed to quote, link up for lunch. Um, and she says, you know, she's not as upset as she was before and it is what it is. And she's like, you know, regardless, because of her history, quote, I'll rock with you um, as a person as is. And she's like, you know what? I just really like being with you and I want it to be just me and you. And so she's not really keen on meeting the other sister wives. And he's like, well, you know, I don't really want you to meet them. I, I think that they probably can explain this lifestyle better than, than I can. And then he tries to equate, he's like, do you have sisters? And she's like, I know what, what you're not about to do is try to equate you in this romantic relationship with these two women and those two women not being related and having to be in a relationship with you with my blood sisters. I know that's what you're not about to do. And I was like, same. Preach, Janae, preach. What you're not about to do is make that seem like that is the same thing as that over there because they are absolutely not the same thing at all. What you're not about to do is come up and excuse my language, you guys, you know, I, I only cuss when I get super irritated, but what you're not about to do is act like you're dating me and then you're about to, you know, run up on each of my sisters and put your little dingling in each of them. That is not the same thing. Okay. <sighs> and then Janae's like, well, you know, how, how do Taryn and India take all of this? And he's like, yeah, you know, they often have a hard time with it. You know, they get jealous. And I'm like, again, jealous of what? What is Marcus bringing that they have to get jealous? He's like, but the great thing is that they have each other. So when one of them is having a hard time, they'll come tell me, hey, Marcus, go and spend time with so-and-so. She had a hard day today. Well, they're having a hard time because you're sleeping around and you have multiple wives. So that's the hard time. So if they weren't in the situation, then they wouldn't be having a hard time. And then they wouldn't be having a hard day. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just, you know, if someone's truly, I just feel, and again, I don't know enough about this lifestyle, but I just feel if someone really wanted to live this lifestyle, they wouldn't be jealous. There wouldn't be jealousy because you're all on equal grounds. Do you see what I'm saying? But I don't know if the human person is actually built to live this lifestyle because jealousy is a human real emotion. And I also don't understand why the women have to settle, why the women have to share and the man can do whatever and continue to just do whatever. And they're the ones that get like the crumbs of the relationship. 
Oh, Rachel, thank you so much. Oh, girl, I'm turning 31 tomorrow. So happy to see you live again, sending love and hugs. Oh, Rachel, then I have to do something. Everyone has to pause for 30 seconds. Told you, less than 30 seconds. Rachel, happy birthday, Rachel. All right. I had to bring out the mic for Rachel. (laughs) Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rachel. Happy 31st birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. And if you guys are new here, this is my Usman, a.k.a. Soldier Boy, Mike. It allows me to auto-tune so that I can sound even worse. Thanks for using. Thanks for using. Happy birthday, Rachel. SG says, poor Rachel, your ears are gone. (laughs) SG, you're wrong because Rachel said, gosh, I love you. This made my absolute year. So SG, I'm about to... um, what do what do what do they do? I'm about to drop some music for you, SG. But drop some music for you. Uh, anyways, okay. Let me get my act back together. Okay, so thank you, Rachel. Happy birthday! Have an amazing, amazing birthday. Uh, you absolutely deserve it. I have a cousin actually that has August third is her birthday tomorrow too. So you must be fantastic because my cousin's fantastic. All right, so Janae and Marcus are having this date. He's basically trying to convince her to meet the other sister wives and to come on board. And I'm surprised by it, you guys, because she was so against it. She's like, absolutely not last week. And then all of a sudden this week, she's like, well, I'm not saying no. And I'm not as upset as I was last time. And um, I was like, Oh, are you about to be into this? And why? You tower over him. Like, okay, good luck to you. She's like, okay, well, I'm not saying yes, but you can go ahead and set it up and I will see what will happen. I'm not saying yes, though, but we also see the preview and she clearly says yes. And they're all on a date together, which is just something else um then she asks him are there any other women that you're introducing to the wives and he's like yeah there's two of you and i was like how janae just run just run like you don't really want it why are you allowing him to break down your common sense and your gut instinct your gut is telling you no then just don't do it you can't think he's all that in a bag of chips so much so that you're willing to say, oh, okay, well, 
I originally didn't want to, but now I'm like, maybe I really don't really want this, but now I'm like, maybe I don't really want to see him again like this. I just want it to be us, but okay, maybe like, just don't be wishy-washy. Know what you want and know what you deserve and stand in that. And if that means that you aren't with Marcus and his other wives, because that's not the life you want, then let it be not the life that you want. All right, moving on to last and certainly last, the Davis family, April, Nick, and Jennifer. Nick, oh, Nick. You know, Nick doesn't drive. Nick doesn't have a job. Nick says he's a stay-at-home dad, but the kid is, like, grown enough to take care of himself. Uh, Nick says he reads all these books, but, like, even when he still speaks, he doesn't speak like he's so well-versed, in my personal opinion. And I just, this one is the hardest one for me to just accept. The fact that he lets all the women do all the things, all the work, and all he brings to the table is his penis, is dry, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. And I personally would love to have a conversation with April and Jennifer and know why. That being said... They've tried to add other women in the past. It never worked out, he said, because um, most of those individuals are not really okay with this arrangement. Of course not. Not only are you wanting them to accept polygamy where you're messing around with all the women, but you want them to accept the fact that you don't work and they have to support you. You want them to accept the fact that you don't drive and they have to drive you around. You want them to accept the fact that you don't cook or clean and they have to do it. What the fuck do they need you for? That's why it didn't work. Tell them that part. Not that, you know, it didn't work out because they were okay with their arrangement. Because the arrangement sucks, Nick. You don't bring crap to the table. So if I'm already supporting myself, why am I adding you? When as a woman, they can go get penis anywhere at any time. So then instead of just like, hey, free penis, now I have to support your dumbass. No, thank you. <laughs> so they're all sitting there. Oh, uh, they went for a walk, by the way, or a hike to the beach. But really it was a walk because they were not wearing hiking outfits. They were just wearing their regular outfits and they took like a two minute walk to the beach and are discussing Danielle. They really feel like Danielle is going to be a good fit. Um, they think that she's solid in wanting to actually pursue this. And if she was ready to move in today, they said, uh, they'd be ready for her to move in. Where? In that little house that you're living in? Where is she going to sleep? What? What? You guys need to really think about your whole situation. You already have a kid living up in there, too. Where is she? Where? Where will she stay? Where will she stay? Marcia said, I know that's right. <laughs> so here's what I think. I have a couple of predictions. So I'm going to do my predictions now. That's what I wonder, too. Well, in real life, and, and to be fair, in real life, uh, April bought a, a new house. So they actually moved into a bigger house. So this old house is from when they filmed, but they have now since moved. So to be fair, I'll say that. 
Um, okay, so predictions. I don't think that after this long weekend that Danielle's going to be 100% in. I think Danielle's going to need more time because I think it freaked her out that Nick asked her if they brought in another person, if she would be willing to marry that person and that person would be a female. So all the females are married to each other and Nick just sits back and and does nothing. So I think that freaked her out. So I think that she, I don't think she's going to leave them per se, but I think she's going to ha- want to slow it all the way down until she's 100% comfortable with the situation because I don't think she's 100% comfortable. My prediction for the apps is, I think Janae is going to entertain this for a little bit, but she's going to realize it's not her lifestyle and she's going to bounce. And Marcus will already have another woman in the pipeline besides Benny, because uh, I don't know if you guys want spoilers, uh, but I have a huge spoiler. Uh, We're going to talk about it. Did I already talk about news and gossip? I can't remember. We'll talk about it in news and gossip if I haven't. Um, And if we have, then you already know, but um if you guys remember Crystalline from the Snowden days, Dimitri, she's from Africa, came to America to be with the, the Snowdens. Well, guess what? Guess who she's hanging with? She's hanging with the Epps. Courting with the Epps. Chilling with the apps, all of them. She's chilling with all of them. And since she's already familiar with the polygamous lifestyle, my question was, is the polygamous community so small that they all start dating each other? And I predict that we're going to see Crystalline on the season of Seeking Sister Wives. That's my prediction. Moving on to the Mary Fields prediction. All I can say this is Garrick is going to be with Roberta by any means necessary. I think, as we know, and again, spoiler alert, that she breaks up with them, but I think he's not going to accept it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he leaves Danielle to go and try to find out how he can absolutely be with Roberta. Um, and as far as the Joneses, I don't really have a prediction for City and Natasha right now. I think they're so entrenched in the lifestyle. I do think that Sidian will propose to Ariel, though. And I think that Tasha will think it's too quick, but he's going to do it anyways because he really, he's really digging this girl. And I want to throw in a, just a tap of like a little bit to me is coming across as fetish-ish, but we'll see. Anyways, you guys, that's the show. Thank you so much for being here. Again, happy birthday, Rachel. And you guys don't forget to like and subscribe. And I'll see you guys all very soon. Bye for now.